Welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Are you ready to spill some tea? Hello, loves. Welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Today's guest is educator, international fashion and event producer, and brand consultant, Aubrey Boyd. Now, this is my friend, and y'all about to hear why. Aubrey is the Senior Vice President of Operations and Planning of John Mark Collection. Now, together with designer Zach of John Mark, they created National Curves Day, which is a 501c3 that celebrates biodiversity and held on the second Wednesday of October. Now, I said this is my friend because this is kind of how we've met because I've had the esteemed pleasure of hosting events for national curves day three years right yes yes yes, yes. so we have no, had four four yeah four years so we've had a long journey together getting to know each other through each other's work but also presenting something that you and zach have created to just help people express themselves in a better way right Yes, 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 absolutely. So let me finish giving y'all, you know, all the stuff, because that isn't the only thing Aubrey does. So with Aubrey's success and work with brands such as Ashley Stewart, Bandolettes, MVP Collections, District of Curse, which you know I'm affiliated with, and Queen Size Magazine, to name a few, this has led to the birth of BLVK Consulting Group, a boutique firm that supports brands and fashion and event management and brand consultant. Welcome, 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 Aubrey. Thank you, Monica, for that great introduction. I'm super, <laughs> super excited to be here. Yes, yes. So since we're going to be discussing your work, and it is Pride Month, and I know yes. you just on the cover <laughs> of Queen Size Magazine for Pride Month, I thought this quote kind of would sum up a good way to open up today's conversation. Okay. Being yourself is never the wrong thing to do. How does this quote speak to you? Well, the quote speaks to me because for a long time, I feel like I wasn't my authentic self. Mm -hmm. Yes, people see me on the runway. They see me at network events. I'm at plus size events, you know, being the overall bubbly Aubrey. But I feel like over the past year with this pandemic, I really found out who I wanted to be and what I wanted to represent. Mm -hmm. When I pitched the idea to Tawanda, who's the editor-in-chief for Queen Size Magazine, that I was like, I want to really just go out my shell really just show the world who I am mm -hmm. uh, and got an amazing team together to kind of make this come to life, which came into the cover of their pride issue. So, and I feel like now I'm living in my truth. I'm living who I am and I'm the best that I've ever been. Wow. Now, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, despite all of the, you know, uncertainty of the pandemic hitting with us not knowing a lot. But I right. think it gave people some perspective about life. Like we looked at life a little bit differently and how we wanted to live, right? Uh, absolutely. So absolutely. It, it's very, you know, I, I hear this over and over again as I've been interviewing people that they've had that same like re revelation of like, I learned about me more because yeah, I took time. That's all we had. We were locked up in our homes for months, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. trying to figure out and like people like you and I we we're bubbly we like to be at events we like yeah. to meet people so it was very challenging like the first couple of weeks I'm like okay the first week I'm like okay the second week I'm like okay I think I'm going through a slight depression because I'm not able to be Child. out in the streets and meeting <laughs> people and being at networking events and you know chatting up oh what, what y'all got going on and events being canceled I'm like this is a real thing that is shutting the world down. Right. And we had no other choice. And I had that same thing too. You know, I've been expressing on the show and just to people on social media, like I went through therapy. I started therapy like the end of March last year and it has helped. Absolutely. I am a pioneer when it comes to like, I feel like our community, our race, the black community, we don't think therapy is really big. I've been going to therapy for four years mm-hmm. and it's just been so helpful. And I think that was like a point where I wasn't so kind of like, oh my God, I can't go to events. I can't go outside. Right. I've been going through therapy. So that was kind of helping get through this tough time of just being at home with my dog. Right, right. And I mean, you never think about like what else is your therapy and i feel like you've been expressing yourself through fashion but not showing like you know we kind of hide behind our veils like with me you know i'm on the red carpet you know doing events or hosting events and people see that side of me but they don't also see the deeper part of me and i feel like you know i think we kind of both were doing that so absolutely yeah yeah so let's talk about how you know you started with this passion of fashion and how it started to bring out and blossom you okay so back in high school um which was like 15 years ago now as Mm -hmm. to date honestly uh i did a fashion show in high school i loved it and i was like "Mm, i think this should be a career and i'm like okay i want to be have a career in fashion at the time my family didn't believe fashion was a career Mm. Uh, you know, when you think of like the baby boomer generation, it's like right. graduate, go to college, get a good government job, that type of stuff. Okay. And like, you know, at that time, 15 years ago, content creation, bloggers, influencers, that really didn't even exist. Like social media just really got start booming. Uh, I want to say Facebook, you had to be invited right. um, at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to school, get a degree in business and try to work this fashion thing in. And that's what I did. I joined the modeling troupe at my school. I was Mm -hmm. playing the homecoming fashion show every year. I created the, I was the fashion editor of the magazine that I helped create at my school, which led me to New York Fashion Week. Wow. Uh, So that's kind of how it kind of started. And I was like, I dress like how I'm dressing right now to class every day. I was like, I want to express, you know, who I am through what I have on. And at the time, H&M Zara uh, was not in the state of Florida. So I used to love going home on holidays, going to the mall, going mm-hmm. shopping, come back with my fashions. And it was like, you must be from up north. Yes, <laughs> I am from up north. <laughs> I know that's right. And I think, you know, we, we start to find ourselves through fashion, especially like in high school, when you're trying to come into your yes. own. You know, people go through phases of fashion. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's great that you kind of have that way of like, this is the start of me being me, but it is a journey, right? Absolutely. So how has that journey changed for you over the years through the fashion sense and actually coming into your own? So I guess for me, like fashion, I was very scared. Um, 
at times because I'm like, okay, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Right. Um, is this too feminine? Is this overly masculine? Like trying to balance those two um, and make it, you know, who I am. And I think through the years, I changed my fashion. I switched things up. I looked at blogs. I was always, my head was always in the cover of Vogue, GQ, seeing mm-hmm. what they're doing on the runway, looking at fashion shows overseas and be like, okay, how can I utilize what they put on the model or what they put on a mannequin and make it my own and make it something right. that I can say, this is, you know, my true identity. I think when you come to style, like fashion, anybody can do fashion. Style mm-hmm. is something that you can just go in your closet and literally whip up something really quickly, like right. I did today. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God, I have a call at ten o'clock." You know, at yeah. the time, you know, with you, and I'm like, "Um, let me just go in my closet real quick, pull something out, and make it fashionable." Um, because I want to look you. Yes, you want to be you. So, was it hard? Like we're gonna we're gonna go switch around a little bit of with okay. work and pride because this is Pride Month and yes. I know, honey, you are showing that pride. So was it hard for you coming out to your family or was it like we always knew? So they always knew. That's what they said. Um, <laughs> and I believe it or not, I probably kind of came out to them. I want to say maybe six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be six 30. years, really? Yes. I'll be 32 in a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came out to them maybe like six years ago and I really didn't come out. I was like talking to um, the guy I was talking to at the time, which is now my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not know. I talked about that in Queen Size Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I didn't get to read the full article, but yes. Okay, so, yeah, hold on. I, I'll get the tea on that in a sec, but go yes. ahead. <laughs> So um, I just brought him around and I was like, um, and it was so crazy because I was talking to him for quite some time, maybe like six months. Mm -hmm. And I brought him to the John Mark studio because we were, you know, in that area and it was the holiday time. And I was like, oh, I told my sister, you know, I'm having someone, you know, a friend come with me. Mm -hmm. And my sister, she's very, you know, secret. Shout out to Mm -hmm. Secret Zach. She's very inquisitive and she asked a lot of questions. She was like, oh, okay. So at the studio, you know, my ex-husband went downstairs to kind of help with taking some stuff down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. I was like, are you kidding me? He didn't even allow me to kind of have the opportunity to say, you know, hey, sis, you know, this is the guy I'm talking to. This is Bobby, blah, blah, blah. Right. He didn't even allow me to do that. So at that point, I was like, okay. I know what this is. I need to be able to tell my truth or tell, you know, who this, what this is, what I'm doing, what mm. who I am before someone else is able to tell it. Wow. Yeah, because that kind of like strips you away from your moment. Like yes. I have arrived and I'm comfortable here. And I was like, wait. So after that, I just was like telling people when we entered, I was like, hey, this is my fiance or whole, hey, this is my husband or hey, like I wanted to, that to be known before anything else like took place moving forward. Cause I was like, and I talked to him about, it, I was like, how dare you do that? Like, that's my moment. That's like my time. That's like, don't do that. Yeah. Now did this divorce happen over the pandemic or it was just, 
So the divorce happened right before the pandemic. Mm. Um, it happened in February of last mm-hmm. year. And I just feel like we wasn't equally yoked. I feel like it was a fantasy love story of two individuals coming together that really didn't know mm-hmm. each other, really. And I feel like we were on two different pay, pay wavelengths. And I just wanted so much more. I feel like as I became who I was mm-hmm. and becoming, you know, the Aubrey that people see now, the Aubrey that people see on the cover, I feel like that was something he couldn't take. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hate that you've gone through that, but I understand, you know, a lot of people unfortunately have gone through divorce prior to or during the pandemic because like you, like we've said before, people were finding themselves and right. understanding they wanted something different in life than Absolutely. what they thought they did. And I, I mean, I commend you for being transparent about all of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and like at this juncture now, I'm so much in a better space. I feel like the pandemic really got me to say, okay, I'm going through a divorce. I'm trying to figure out what's my next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't go outside, so I can't cope with like going to events and high and behind, you know, fashion and mm-hmm. you know shows and things of that sort. So I really had to, you know, find who I was again and really reintroduce myself to the world. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about these shows you've done and the work you've done. You know, we we can get back to private, but let's also understand who Aubrey is. So creating National Curves Day, how did that really come about with you and Zach? So it's so interesting. So she was posting on John Mark's Instagram on Wednesday, calling Wednesday, deeming it hump day for like mm-hmm. two and a half years prior to our first, you know, event or mm-hmm. even National Curves Day. And she missed a Wednesday and women was in her inbox like, oh, I needed those positive messages because mm-hmm. she was posting positive messages for herself or just images to encourage herself like okay the struggle is real trying to find clothes and she would go into the men's section and get you know go up a size in the men's section but it still would be too big and then she's a designer so she would kind of like tailor it to herself and she was like she knows like other women have these same struggles and issues so I went out of town and when I came back she said National Curves Day will be October 15th 2015 and I said she said her birthday is on a Wednesday you know Mm -hmm. Wednesday is hump day so I'm like okay I said so what we gonna do and (laughs) like for me um I'm big on like you give me an idea I'm gonna run it right off the page so I said what are we doing she was like okay it's gonna be a big party so I said okay so I reached out to the governor of Maryland and got a proclamation I said we're gonna get a proclamation we're gonna do it we're gonna do it big right so that's when we started posting. You reached out to us. You was our first host. Um, we had a party. We had, a, you know, a fashion segment. Yes, we had honey. a panel. And it just went from there. Uh, and I was like, okay, each year I feel like we continue to elevate the brand. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2018 is when we went co-ed. We changed the logo. We feel like that men need a seat at the table as well. Yeah. And, you know, they have some of the same issues and struggles when it comes to finding clothes and then most recently talking to one of my clients like Mm -hmm. men is the big and tall industry is so far behind Kirkland from XL tribe was like when it compared to our the woman counterpart 
men is still in elementary school while women is in high school. And I said, you know what? <laughs> That's a great analogy. I was like, oh my God, I never thought of that. Right. And I said, and it's still a fight for both women and men in the plus community when it comes to, you know, being diversity, inclusion, and equity across the board. And that's one of the things that, you know, me and Zach took in 2020 to really decide, like, where do we want National Thursday to go? We know we can do an amazing event. We know people will come to the event. It will be sold out. It will be fun. But it's like, how can we begin now knocking on the doors, really being a real, you know, um, force when it comes to, like making sure it's equal opportunity across the board. Why can't men and women of the plus community walk in any mall in any city and just be able to pick up a gown or a suit that will fit them? Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, we've been in the industry together for years and we know how it's coming up and men are still catching up to Mm -hmm. the women because it's always been about, you know, a woman's body, a woman's body. You know, it's always been, oh, women are so you know, victimized about their bodies, but we don't always think about men. And that makes me think of like, when we think about what we've been doing in our community and then what's considered like mainstream, people like Rihanna with the Savage Fenty brand, just bringing the, <laughs> the men's collection. Maybe. That collection was, I was like, Rihanna, she is a person that really, you know, gets it. She knows mm-hmm. what diversity and inclusion looks like when it come all race, size, shape. And I think that's where we need to be. It shouldn't be like, I remember one year in Paris, um, we got off the runway and, a, and a, a guy was like, oh, you did that for a big girl to one of the models. And you know, me, I turned around and was like, excuse me? Like, what did that mean? Why can't she do it as like, she's a model? Right. Why does she have to do it because she's a big girl? She's a model. Granted, she's a plus model, but say she did it as a plus model, a big girl, I don't understand what that means. And I was like, that's not really a compliment. Right. You know, and I think that's where people get it mixed up. That like, yes, we have to say plus size for, you know, in some respects when we say it, but to hear it from somebody like, oh, day, I didn't think you could do that. Like, when it comes off like that, it's like, hold on, wait. Yeah. I might be plus size, but that don't make me any less than this person over here and over there. And the fact that Rihanna is very inclusive with, like we said, size, ethnicity, diversity, and diversity with your sexuality. Like she wants everybody. You could see that in her shows, mm-hmm. in the marketing, everything is out there. She does not care. It's like, look, my brand is gender fluid. However yep. you feel, you know, that's what you buy. Like, cause I mean, the men's line came out and I still want the red boy shorts and a cute red <laughs> bra or something, you know what I'm saying? Because I can walk yes. around like that. Like, I just feel like it's gender fluid and that's where fashion and media are going now. Yep, and that's that's like, oh my God. Like, even with Christian Seriano, I feel like he is the exact, epitome of Jenna Floyd and he really brings it to the mainstream when it comes to New York Fashion Week and that's where fashion is going fashion for all yeah like be for all not just for one particular market because at the end of the day we all put on clothes each and every day we all want to look good each and every day so why just ostracize one particular market or say oh I don't design for this person Mm -hmm. or I don't design for that person, or I don't want this person to wear my clothes. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like in media, even with some of the shows that are out and how we're seeing people express fashion shows, like 
I love me some legendary, honey. I, I, yes, honey, legendary pose is my show. You know, so how do you feel about the fashion that's shown and the expression that's shown through these shows that are bringing, you know, pride and the LGBTQ community more so in the forefront now? So again, like you said, those two shows are really my shows. I feel like they also help with just me telling my story. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I can relate to some of the characters. I can relate to not being able to be my authentic self. I feel like when it comes to, back to your question, fashion, I feel like it shows people that they're human. Yeah. They're human. Like, so just leave them alone. Let them be who they are. Let them be their authentic self. Like we're 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 in 2021. What does it matter who they sleep with? What does it matter what their sexuality is? They're like, and people don't understand. Back in the day, majority of the music artists, the choreographers, the dancers, they were in the LGBT community. Yeah. All this stuff, this these great movies they see, these great music um, videos they have seen. They the people who help produce that or style that were in the LGBT community, you like us then, or you know, for that great work. But when we on center stage, it's like, mm, I don't know. And it's like, you can't have a double standard. Right, you want all this flavor and all this Yeah, you want this fashion, this cuteness, this, that. Like, no, nah, we not about to do that. And I love that designers is like, styling and designing these people on Pose and Legendary to look they're snatched and fashionable to the gods. Like, I'm mm -hmm. like, yes, I get my life every time I watch it. And I'm so, so sad that we're saying goodbye to Pose. I'm oh my so, gosh, like. So sad. Pose, okay, so I gotta have a moment. Like, how did you feel in that scene with Billy Porter when he and the, and the guy that was playing his boyfriend, you know, they had that sexual scene and you saw two brown black gay yes. men having that sexual scene like oh it was something that was never done on television and I mm -hmm. feel like you know when it comes to black and brown you know people in the LGBT community we don't have that spotlight and mm -hmm. I feel like they gave us that moment that was just like everything and mm -hmm. something that people can look and say okay I'm okay with my sexuality I don't mm -hmm. have to hide who I am I feel like that gave a voice and gave like visuals to, mm -hmm. okay, this is who I am and be okay with that. Right, right. And you know, I just feel like also it made people probably feel like I don't have to be afraid of my first time in that yep. sexual experience. Cause how, how was that for you? You know, there's not too much to ask. <laughs> like, were you afraid your first time having that sexual experience? Um, yes and no. Um, I didn't know, like, because my first time, you're like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm a little confused. You kind of figure out what you like and you don't like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, so you you kind of go in it with, like, a clear, like, like piece of paper mm -hmm. and then kind of figure out, like, what you like. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I can honestly say that I was a little bit afraid. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I think for anybody in the first time of anything, like you're showing your body, you're giving yes. your your full self to someone. And then also, and not being considered quote unquote, the norm, right, you know, right. which it should just be normal because love is love. 
but you you're like oh this isn't like what i've been shown what i've talked about with so many people and then right I, right oh you know it, it's kind of scary it is it definitely is um but i just i just went in it with just like an open mind open heart and just mm-hmm. that's how it happened yeah and that's why i'm like that scene to me was very like yeah we're gonna push the envelope and show you what it's really about yeah, they 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 didn't push on they run the envelope right <laughs> off the page with that when i was like this is on tv or something right and this ain't no like hbo this ain't no cable cable this right <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh this is what we do yes but i loved it i really did i was like go but it, i feel like in just about every episode, they they hit a mark to push it. Just like, I think recently when Billy Porter did the episode where he went to his back to his family. And like, yes. and it, I kind of reminds me like when you said, I didn't have the moment, but then he showed he had the moment and that it kicked him out of the church and something right. that he was, was still like, you know, like that was my upbringing and I can't even have that part of me anymore. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of people in, you know, my community that, you know, their upbringing, who, you know, they were then that people didn't don't accept them. So they had we had to create our own community. So that's why ballroom even exists, because people got kicked out. Like if you look at the first episode of Pose, when he got kicked out of his house because of his sexuality, that's how it actually started. Um, People know joining ballroom having a ballroom mom or dad or as they call it mother or father mm-hmm. um to help them navigate to be successful but also express who you truly are in the balls now i got a question because y'all if y'all haven't seen aubrey on stage right he does this twirl twirl with this jacket that i'd like live for honey i die so have you ever been in the ballroom scene? Like when I just see you do all of those things, I, it makes me think about like, man, has he ever done anything in the ballroom season? We duck walking and bogging. <laughs> so I haven't done anything in the ballroom scene. The jacket mm-hmm. spin actually was originated from uh, my modeling troupe Epicurean. Okay. Uh, we have a chapter in FAMU and BCU, but don't click on university. So I learned it just watching one of the girls do the jacket spin at our sister chapter at Florida A&M University. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, I can do that. And I was like, so I'm practicing, practicing. So when I first did, I was like, oh, I can do this jacket spin. Mm-hmm. Take it off, sort it around and put it back on. Um, Laomi did something similar because you sent me a DM a few mm-hmm. years ago of Laomi twirling a jacket. Yes. Um, and she's like the queen of Vogue. Um, I live for Laomi. Yes. And she'd be like this on Legend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes! <laughs> so, um, no, I haven't. My ex-husband was. I did mm-hmm. go to my first official ball with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've watched, you know, ballroom on, you know, YouTube before Pose and Legendary even came to be in existence. And I was like, oh my God, I want to, you know, because that's one of my bucket lists to walk a ball. Really? Yeah, you I'm gotta so, walk a ball, yo! I'm so scared because I just feel like what I've seen, what people see on Legendary, what people see on Pose is nowhere compared to what them judges 
be given at an actual ball. Oh they my think God. that, you know, Law, Laomi, you know, Jamila and um Megan. Megan, they're hard, like they are so cut. It'd be a chop before people walk. They'd be like, it's a chop. I'd be like, I'm scared I'm gonna get chopped and I don't know if I I'm gonna do it at some point, but I was mm-hmm. like, I need to build up my self-esteem because what if I get chopped? Because people who haven't walked the ball, they call it virgin. Mm-hmm. So you are virgin in this particular category. And I'm like, what would I walk? Would I walk runway? Would I walk fashion? Um, so I don't know. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't I can see I... you walking runway though and then doing your twirl and doing some boat. Like yes. I think that would spice it up. And I was I'm like, coming to this ball. Jacket... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that jacket spin would be like my signature to win the category. Right. So I don't know. I'm gonna think about it. Yeah. Well, think about it because I feel like, like you said in the beginning, you're coming into your own. And if True. you're saying that's a bucket list, now that we just dealt with this pandemic, we're starting to come out of it with people getting vaccines and you know, uh, you know, businesses and everybody learning what to do to keep people safe and wearing the mask. So I'm just. I'm just thinking like, you gotta do your, you gotta put your bucket list. How old you, you said you're 32. Look, I'm old, I'm about to turn 40. <laughs> but you look good though. Thank you, you know, black don't crack. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so you you know, you got some time before you're 35. I think put it on your bucket list for like, okay, I'll be 35. So what am I gonna do before my 35th birthday? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely create that. And I know yeah. a few people in ballroom that are like overall fathers and things of that sort. And I was like, Mm, and I, don't I think know you should start it, like, oh my, wouldn't it be awesome if like you're starting to create the fashion and maybe working with some of these boys so you can make sure your fashion is where you want it to be for where you go. And yeah. then you're starting to practice them. Look, I'm over here giving advice. And so what is this? And I love and like, I, like, when I tell you I love it, that was just like, and my best friend, uh, oh my God, he's probably going to kill me, but he would be like, you know how they do the dip and they like mm-hmm. fall on the floor, the death drop, that's what it's officially called. Mm-hmm. He would like smash your back on the ground. I'm like, when did, and I laugh every time he says that. I was like, how did you get the term of smashing your back on the ground? And when you think of it, that's what they're doing. But I was like, that's because they death drop. And I said, and I asked somebody, that's because they're landing on their leg. So they're bending their leg and landing. And I was like, hmm. I have to learn this, so I, I may take a vote class. I think you should. I think you should take your classes and get that done because if you're already creating your own brand, that's a part of you stepping into your own yep. with your fashion. Now let's step into your own even more so with you because I think that's going to, when you marry the two, you know, it'll it'll really blossom. Unstoppable. Right? Unstoppable. unstoppable right you feel like i'm pissed fuck this shit Hello? right <laughs> yes unstoppable yes so i'm gonna take a vote class because i want to be able to learn a few things so i can give you a few different things on the one day see that's what i'm talking about and then let's talk about creating this this brand the, you know because like you said you've worked with brands you've been you know part of different shows and everything what really said okay i need my own thing so for years, people have called on me for different things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, it's just Aubrey. Oh, and people were using the Plus Architect, which is, you know, my Instagram. And I'm like, I need something that speaks to all 
industries that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, let me just think about it. And it came over the pandemic, probably a year ago. And I was like, I want something that speaks to who I am. And that's where the Black Consulting Group was born. Um, and I've been working with a few clients. And I was like, this year, at the end of the month, we'll launch my website live. Right. Um, the Black Consulting Group, you know, what I've been working on uh, for the past year uh, and the clients I, you know, came on board. And I think that I wanted to, you know, identify something that has an umbrella for all of the things that I've done. Mm. And that's how I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do? I was like, call it this, call it that. And I was like, black consulting group. That's what I do. I consult with a lot of people. I help a lot of brands with projects. Uh, I produce a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I help with sponsorship decks. And I was like, I need something to kind of speak to all of that and that's when I kind of put the plus architect underneath the black consulting group because the plus architect is someone directly in the plus and curvy and big and tall community mm-hmm. and I wanted to stand, be different from that with the black consulting group because I have a client that is a big LGBTQ organization here in the area that reached out to me to come mm-hmm. on board as a sponsorship coordinator and right. I was like I can't say the plus architect so I was like, I need to come up with something that speaks to a array of organizations and a right. array of my craft other than just fashion. Right. But I think that a lot of us start out in the plus size fashion community, but we see that we can do more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you know, look, look at look at what I'm doing. Like, you know, tea time is not all about, even though I bring my friends on and people that I've met through the plus industry and I honor that, not every episode has been about that because I saw that like, yes, plus size industry, every you know, being, you know, the host for National Curves Day, working with District Curves, working with Curves Rock, working with TCF, Style Expo and Full Figure Fashion, like working with all of those different, you know, events, I found my voice. Yeah, but it's how I use my voice, and you you found your creativity and who you are through this. But you know you can give it to so so you know so many more people. Like you you can just spread yourself more. Yep, and that's where. And I eventually want to have other people come on board. I was like, I want to start something that I can hire people to clone myself. I know. Look, yes, I want then, to clone myself. Then even though you want to clone yourself, there's only one offer. There's only one, but I want to teach and train someone that can do work as good as I can produce. Mm-hmm. And because I'm like, it's so many people that come to me for so many different projects. And sometimes I have to decline them. Mm-hmm. I used to be where I would take on all these projects and be so stressed out and trying to manage them and wasn't taking care of me. Well, you know what? Let's talk about this just because. I know even after some of the events we've been on that you've had some health scares. Yes. So and let's talk about that. How you because you said you've been in therapy and let's talk about how you've managed your stress and understand of what you need to do for you so that you can be the best you you can be. Right. So um a few years ago, uh after NCD, I think it was a week long event. And mm-hmm. I really like pushed and pumped and uh, I collapsed and like right after the, our final event, um, later that evening I collapsed and I didn't know what it was. I couldn't remember. 
um, and it was WPW, which is Wolfman, Wolfman Walker, Wolfman Packer Syndrome. I can't remember what it was called, but it was electrolyte on my heart. Mm. And I've had this happen before. My heart beat really, really fast. And then after like 30 seconds, it would go away. This time it was beating really fast and I couldn't like shake it. And I just remember like collapsing and they mm. had to actually inject something to stop my heart. Wow. And reboot it again. Mm. So when I get to the hospital, hospital, cause this was the, the paramedics. When I get to the hospital, you know, it did it again. Um, they was like, you may have had surgery. Then I get a phone call from one of my aunts and she was like, oh, well, men in our family, you know, around their 30th birthday, they um, have some type of heart issue or problem. Wow. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I said, well, Mom, I'm just finding out this information right now. So it really made me do like research on just mm -hmm. like, you know, the history of that. Cause I'm like, is this something that could have been prevented? You know, right. I was up in the air if I wanted to go under the knife. Cause I was like, this is the first time me ever having surgery. So I'm like, am I going to wake up? Like, I don't know what, what are the, you know, what are the risks? The risk and, and so I'm in the hospital reading this stuff. And I think this was probably day two at this point that I was in the hospital. And around 3 a.m., it happened again and woke me out of my sleep. Hmm. Where the doctor had to come in, do it again. He had to actually shoot two injections in my oh IV to stop my heart and to reboot it. And he was like, um, and at that time, he was like, have you decided to go through the surgery? And I was like, yes, because me waking up, like my heart was, He's, they called it as if I was running, running a marathon. My heart was beating, beating, beating so fast. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like I was running a marathon. Oh my gosh. So I was like, I'm ready for the surgery. So the next day they transported me to, um, I want to say it was George Washington Hospital mm -hmm. to conduct the surgery. My mother came to see me. My sister came out there to see me. Um, so my family was very supportive or whatever, but I, it was something that, was so like weird because I'm like I've had these things happen through the years but I couldn't I'm just thinking that I'm just overly excited or something like that I never mm -hmm. knew there was an extra electrolyte outside of my heart now, that was is causing this, this is this something that you discussed with your doctor because you think about one you 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 touched on many things that I want I want to like ask about like one not understanding what goes on in your family, like black families not talking about health issues, right? right? And then to think about maybe you trying to express this to your doctor, you know, have you had those that openness with your doctor? Because black men and then black people, you know, in the LGBTQ community kind of shun from seeing the doctor or taking care of their health because they don't want to deal with all the healthcare disparities or the judgment or anything like right. that. So let, let's talk about how you feel about a little bit of both of that. So one, I definitely kind of, you know, talked to my doctor about it, but I really couldn't describe it. I was mm. like, you know, my heart beats really fast. I don't know if I'm overly excited. I couldn't because it went and it goes so fast. I wasn't able to like articulate exactly what was going on or they couldn't really understand what was going on. 
Mm-hmm. I think when it would actually happen and they was able to see it, mm-hmm. they was able to read it and they was able to call it immediately. Mm-hmm. Because those times that it happened back then, it was happening for longer than like three or four minutes. Oh, okay. Now, does stress bring this on though? So I asked them that and they was like, it could be stress, it can be anxiety, mm-hmm. it can be a lot of different things that could have triggered this. Um, and I was like, well, how long have it happened? Because for me, it will come and go. And I can honestly say prior to, you know, the health scale, the land me in the hospital, it probably would come maybe once a year. Mm. And it wouldn't be around National Curves. It would be random. It was one time I was driving and I had to pull over for a few seconds. Mm. So I was like, I couldn't describe like if it was when I was excited, if it was I was stressed out. So I really couldn't like determine when it would trigger it. So, but after I got the procedure, cause I did, mm-hmm. um, I, it haven't happened since. Uh, mm-hmm. I did do a yearly checkup with the doctor cause he wanted to check my heart. Um, so I, from then I really became like in tune with my body. If I feel something weird, I'm like, um, this don't feel right. And I have, you know, my tolerance of pain is high. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, this feels a little weird. Let me go and check this out. Even if it's nothing, I just want to get it checked out because mm-hmm. I just don't want to have, you know, long-term damage if I right. can pre- prevent it in the beginning. Right. So let's go back because I know you were about to talk about like how you felt about it learning from your family and not knowing. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I was very kind of disappointed because I'm like, can someone have told me that this was a thing? Right. Because maybe I could have when it happened previously before then I can be like, well, doc, you know, I was told from my family that, you know, we have like heart issues and you know, black men in my family have heart attacks around or heart issues around the age of 30. I'm getting to the age, I'm 20 this, I'm 20 that. Is there anything you can do, like do a scan to see, like do a CAT mm-hmm. scan or something just to see if it's something there to prevent it from even happening? Right. Um, and I guess they, like my, you know, black families, they wasn't thinking, they wasn't really, you know, mm-hmm. okay, Aubrey is about to hit 30. We need to have this talk with him. Right, right. You know that, like I said, it, it's funny. It's not funny, but it's, I guess, sarcastically, I'm like, it's just funny how much I hear this when someone has a health scare in the black community. When they express it, then the elders start talking about, oh yeah, right. this is what, and it's like, well, Shawty, look, I'm going through right. some stuff. I'm talking right. to my doctor, and you know when you go for your physical. My doctor always goes through, okay, let's let's do any family history, update your right, family history that right. you know about. And I mean, I don't know how, like, it's a good, like, five, ten minutes maybe I'm going through, okay, did you remember this? Do you have this? Do you have that? You know, what's going on? But it's just like, it's trial and error on our discovery. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was and, like, yeah, it was it's, something I never knew. Right. And then that's a part of us coming into our own because as we get older we think about our health we think about how we're living our lives we think about everything that's going on and with you you know you're thinking about okay i want to be more of a creative and i want to have my own i want to come out more and show about you know my pride of my sexuality i want to make sure that i am expressing why you need to you know be on top of your health and i need to be this all of the these people as one Absolutely. And it's just, it all sums it up for you of who you are, right? Yep, absolutely. That's, and it's, it's, it's big, like mental health, physical health, 
emotional health, I feel like it's really, really big. You know, mm-hmm. and you mentioned about, you know, therapy. Therapy is like, I feel like therapy kind of puts you in a mindset of understanding who you are, understanding mm-hmm. how you respond to certain things, understanding what your triggers are, being able to have a conversation with people and say, hey, that bothered me. And, or hey, what you said, you know, you made it mean it this way, but I feel a type of way and I just want to get some clarity. And I feel like that we, you know, in the black family, they sweep stuff under the rug so much that, you know, certain things slid through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm very happy that you're living out loud in so many ways that, you know, you can just be that beacon of light for someone who may have been, has your same journey or just can pinpoint one thing that you're doing that they need in their life. Yes, and I think that's when I realized, I told Tawana, I was like, this cover is bigger than me. I was like, it's, you know, the little boy, the little girl who don't know their identity, who don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. that can live and say, I am this, I am that, I am great, I can do whatever I put my mind to. And I said, I'm doing this cover for all the people who thought they couldn't be who they wanted to be. Mm. I was like, it's it's bigger than, you know, that. I want to show the world that you can do it. Yeah. And be fly and be proud and be bubbly and be over the top. Yeah. But like you said, I think everybody just had a moment in this pandemic to just step back. Even with all the trauma we felt through it, to just step back and say, I'm tired of being, you know, in whatever closet you've been in because, you know, and and respects for myself, you know, I feel like, like I said, I'm about to turn 40. I feel like this is another coming out. It's a rebirth for me. For you, you you felt like, okay, I've showed myself to my family and my close friends. Let me show it out loud and on the cover of a magazine, you know, which I'm closely connected to and I could trust these people to tell my story. Yep. And I think that like people know, like if you, even like some of the shows I go, people knew, they Mm -hmm. knew. I knew shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like, okay, like knowing and putting me in like print or, you know, you having me on the show today, Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it gives it another perspective. It gives like, who is Aubrey truly? Mm-hmm. Like going behind the scenes of the glitz, the glam, the nice clothes, the twirling a jacket on the runway and really sit down and have a conversation with me, I think is a lot different than anything that anybody has seen that I put out before. Right, because we, we've always talked about your fashion and how you like you started the conversation about your, your role in fashion, but we've never gotten deep on like, you coming out, what that was like, being married, understanding sexuality, seeing that in a major, like we've never had these type of conversations. Yeah, and it's great. I think it it will be something that someone can look back on and say, this helped me. This Mm -hmm. helped me understand who I am, who I need to be, who I don't have to be. Right. Because sometimes you don't have to be the person that someone thinks or someone that expects for you to be. If that's not your authentic self, if you can't live your authentic self, then you have to find that within yourself. Honey, just say that again. Say that if you can't do what now? If you can't be your authentic self, you have to find that within yourself. And show that to the world. 
And I think that's what I've done over the last, you know, six months, kind of just put out who I am, who Aubrey is. Right. Because Aubrey is the king. I know that's right. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Let them know, okay? You are more than what people see on social media. You are deeper. You, you can get that clear cut raw self of who you are. But I yep. think that is going to continue to push you forward as you, you know, peel back the layers of Aubrey. When we show, you know, our true selves, we, and, I, and I'm learning that even in, you know, we're different ages, you know what I'm saying? And I'm learning that for myself too. When we when we peel back layers and show ourselves to people. Now, of course, we want to keep certain things to ourselves. Absolutely. But when we express ourselves and when people can connect to us and why we do the work we do, that mm -hmm. just makes it even more special, right? Yes. And I think sometimes you have to pull back the layers to let people know that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. You have to let them know like, you're not alone. I have the same issue. I have the same problem. Let, let's come together. Let's talk. Let's collaborate. Let's have conversations, deep conversations about the issue right. to see how we could, you know, impact the people that's coming behind us. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to walk that same road. They can walk a different path, but they don't have to walk that same path. We can encourage them that live out loud, live in color. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, I think today has been a great conversation of getting to know you more. I feel like I've learned more about you, even <laughs> in all the years we've known each other. But I just feel like this was the right time for you to express everything about yourself and i think this will really help someone no matter if they are you know in the lgbt community or if they're you know cis or however they identify i think our conversation and the points that we hit today can help so many people and i really appreciate you you know sharing your time with me and sharing your story with my audience and the world thank you for having me i think that I was like completely, I won't say completely shocked because it's Monica. I know Monica. <laughs> it's Monica the Kirby Diva. Yes. So when you reached out to me, I was like, me? <laughs> and um, people, I think I'm just very humble. So I'm really humble for you just bringing me on the show, really mm -hmm. being able to talk about, you know, who I am and really be able to inspire others. Like you mentioned, you don't have to be in the LGBT community. I just want to inspire people to be your authentic self, whatever that may be. Show yes. up as your authentic self. Be bold, be authentic, and be you every time you show up. Yes. Now, I know you're working behind the scenes on a little something, something. So, I need to know. I need to know what's coming up, because I already know. <laughs> there are things that you are working on, and I need you to, you know, promote, promote, promote. Okay. So, this year, um, we are going virtual. National Crimes Day. We'll be going virtual this year. Mm -hmm. um, we want to do a virtual show. We want to celebrate you know, the plus size industry. So we are working and cooking that up. Um, that will be in October. I'm super, super excited for some of our honorees. Uh, I will give an exclusive mm -hmm. on the show. So we will be honoring Brian True and mm -hmm. Kissy True. All right. Uh, and then, you guys have worked with, with yes. well, I've worked with them too, but we've, known them and worked with them in the plus community for so long but i mean they do stuff outside the plus community too they they've done some amazing work so we are definitely honoring them mm -hmm. and then this is another exclusive because mm -hmm. we touched on this 
um, we talked about, you know, Rihanna's collection, Savage, you know, things of that sort. Mm -hmm. So we are honoring Stephen G, mm. the big and tall model that was presented in her collection. Wow. So we are honoring him as well as our Dapper Bomber recipient yeah. this year. So we have a lot of awards that we're giving out. We're giving out roughly about nine awards this year, but I can share two on the show. Yeah, I know that. Well, thank you for that exclusive. I love that tea. You know I love some good tea. Yes. <laughs> but well, besides from that, I'm mm -hmm. also um, with my company, the Black Consulting Group. I'm working with a group, Speak Out, uh, planning their award show that's going to be next year. Mm -hmm. So clients are just coming, rolling in, and I'm just loving it. I'm working with the four-figure industry awards as their co-producer yes. so i'm just excited like i'm really living like i'm living the life i always wanted honestly. yeah well you know I, I i posted something on my page with a picture with me you know with my podcast stuff one of my branding photos um a few days ago um and it said that i used the quote of when you're walking in your purpose people can see it and with you Absolutely. just when you with you just name it with all the stuff that you're working with with what you've created with Zach and then the the uh, businesses that you're working with and the people you're honoring, it's like, that's true for you as well. When you're walking in your purpose, people can see it and the yep. universe and God will bring those things absolutely, to you. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's like, show up authentic, walk in your purpose and everything is gonna fall along. Yeah, it definitely will. Well, also I want you to give people your social media handles, how they can follow you, how they can get in contact with you and yes. know about the work you do. So that's uh, on Instagram, the plus architect, mm -hmm. uh, or on uh, Facebook it's F Aubrey Boyd. Mm -hmm. And then my website that will be launching at the end of the month, it's blackconsultinggroup.com. That's B-L-V-K consultinggroup.com. All right. Well, you guys check out Aubrey. I hope you gained something from this story. Loves, thank you. Always listening to Tea Time with Monica and always share, share, share. Bye, loves. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Tea Time with Monica. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast medium. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow me on social media at Monica underscore the Curvy Diva, spelled M-O-N-I-C-A underscore T-H-E-K-U-R-V-Y-D-I-V-A and at Tea Time with Monica.